This week, if you're going to kill somebody, kill them. Don't stand around talking about Van Helsing. This is Body Counts and Beer. Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am the reanimated corpse of John Rooney. And today we're talking about the 2004 Stephen Summers shithole <laughs> Van Helsing. So here's what we're going to do, guys. All right, uh, get your get your recorder out. Ugh. Ugh. Fuck this movie. This movie? <laughs> Come on. Shut up, movie. All right, you've got everything I'm going to say for the rest of the podcast on your soundboard application. I'm going to go boogie out. <laughs> oh, from the writer and director of The Mummy Returns and the stars of X-Men Origins Wolverine and Moulin Rouge and Underworld comes Van Helsing, a cinematic wet fart designed to anger and displease. <laughs> oh. I think the, the poster slogan for this movie was First draft is good enough. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, right. Van Van Helsing uh, opens in the year 1897. Is that what year it was? No, it was 1887. Whoa. Um, We're reading the plot description off the Wikipedia page (laughs) because we are just so angry and can't remember what happened. And it begins with your typical universal monster movie opening of angry villagers attacking a castle in black and white. Yelling the word monster. Yeah. Which is how I felt the entire time. <laughs> With pitchforks and such. I will say, though, the the beginning sequence, the, the sequence that is shot in black and white, it does show a lot of promise of this being like a goofy, Sam Raimi, Dutch angle, crazy, weird, good time. Uh, it fails to deliver. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Profoundly so. Uh. Much much like Carl Malone, it is a mailman that fails to deliver uh, championships. Take that, Utah Jazz fans. Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Who's a fan of late 90s basketball references? This guy. Moving on. Angry villagers <laughs> attacking castle while Dr. Victor Frankenstein is attempting to animate his Monster, his modern Prometheus. Electricity comes and man, then the people are mad, and then who should appear? Now it is pointed out though, real quick, that the there's at least a hundred villagers. It's not more. There's a lot yeah. of villagers, and uh, Igor says at one point, you know, who'd have thought grave robbing would pull out so many? V-? Yeah, like yes. Why? Why? <laughs> why? No, see that I get. I get why a whole village would be upset that two guys are just digging up their recently deceased loved ones, cutting them up and turning them into a monster. Yeah, I get it. Sounds weird when you say it. (laughs) (laughs) And we find out Dr. Victor Frankenstein wasn't doing this on his own. He had a little help from... Bum, bum, bum! Dracula. Now, again, like, at at this point in the movie, I'm like, yeah, I'm a hundred... I literally might have said when Dracula shows up, guys, is this the best movie ever? You did! (laughs) Because it shows an enormous amount of promise of just, like, yeah, smash all the dumb things together. (laughs) This is gonna be great, you guys! Dracula's played by Richard Roxburgh, who you might know as the creepy duke from Moulin Rouge... Also, the creepy Moriarty from League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, and creepy Dracula from this movie, and probably nothing else. 
<laughs> yeah. Because um, these movies exist. Now, he showed up on set the first day of shooting and asked the director, uh, how much tilt should I have in my performance? What's that? Full tilt? Okay. Quick question. Will any other actor match that energy? No? Well, you know best. <laughs> <laughs> and so he does. Uh, yeah, Richard Roxburgh as Dracula proceeds to pour A1 sauce all over the set and eat it <laughs> in large bites. Doesn't even bother to chew, just swallows it like a and duck. I will say I really do appreciate his performance because as we will soon see, contrasted with the other uh, supposedly scenery-chewing performances that are done just so poorly... His is a master class at overacting. <laughs> oh, yeah, he definitely went to the Nick Cage school of acting. He really did. Yeah, uh, yeah he, he does a lot with a little in this movie. Yes, <laughs> he does a lot with absolutely nothing. <laughs> so the villagers come, they attack, they break into Castle Frankenstein. Frankenstein's monster finally awakes, and he's very upset at Dracula, so he throws a giant science thing at Dracula, which lands him in the fire, and then Frankenstein's monster saves his father and leads him to the tiny windmill on a cliff in the middle of their yard. Now, that I is want... inexplicably filled with absinthe. There's yeah. thousands of bottles of absinthe. That the camera lingers on, yeah. as if to give us a clue in the later scenes, uh, it does not ever pay off. It does not. No. At, no. Not at all. Uh, also, why would you take him to a single location with no exit on a cliff, dumb Frankenstein's yeah, monster? Seriously, well, to be monster. fair, uh, that windmill did have two crosses adorning its rooftop, making it the safest of places from vampires. <laughs> oh, of course. Uh, and this is where we find out Not that... Not safe from villagers, though. Of course. <laughs> the villagers do come, and they promptly burn it down. Uh, while he ha uh, Frankenstein's monster is in the throes of an existential crisis, immediately. Yes, yeah. he's been uh, alive which... for about 15 minutes, Yeah, and already he's beginning to ponder, what does it mean to be a man? What yeah. does it mean to be human? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, he has gone through uh, Descartes, he is uh, <laughs> dabbling a little bit, a little bit in uh, Jean-Paul uh, Lassart. He's, yeah. he's bypassed Nietzsche, which yeah. seems weird. It seems like he'd be all into that. Right, because he is the Ubermensch. He is. Yeah. Uh, in size alone, he is about seven feet tall, and his legs are, I don't know, steam-powered, I guess. Yeah, it should be pointed out that Frankenstein is a steampunk Frankenstein. Yeah. And that this movie has more than enough steampunk forever. Uh, it should also be pointed out that steampunk is fucking stupid always. <laughs> what are you talking about? Wild Wild West? It oh. never... <laughs> oh, never mind. I think I answered just, my own question there. there. There is one time I've seen steampunk done well in like a long-standing fiction, which is uh, the comic book series Legendary, which was done by the same guy that did Fables, uh, where it's very coherent. Like, as an aesthetic, I think it's fine, but anytime you try to like predicate a fictional universe on steampunk it never makes sense it's always stupid it's always a flintlock pistol and a pump action shotgun and a thing made of steam that shoots other things i don't know it's just an excuse to be real dumb and lazy <laughs> right so dracula and his three dracula brides attack the villagers the windmill because they need frankenstein's monster uh, for some plan that they have. Yeah. Unfortunately, the windmill collapses in flames. 
Dracula's brides are very upset. Well, double plus, unfortunately, it seems like the director told Frankenstein's brides just act like you're in the background of a George Michael music video at all times. You'll be fine. It's clearly just extras cut out of the I want your sex video. (laughs) They're the worst 70s witches you will ever see CGI'd. Uh, They are, it is absolutely impossible for them not to emote with their arms. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, and it's just, like, three supermodels that they put in kind of vampire makeup, and we're just like, uh, here's my note. Histrionics. (laughs) (laughs) Do with that what you will. (laughs) And, like, this movie would have been fine if somebody on set just said, fuck it, lean into it, we're going crazy. But this movie very much seems to be trying its hardest to appeal to a mainstream audience. Yeah. Right. Uh, And it just kills it. That's the big thing with this movie that really ruins is that parts of the movie, mainly those dealing with Dracula, are so over the top and wacky and just bizarre. Crazy, yeah. And then everything else in the movie is very serious and very... You know, uh, severe that they just—it's like two different movies happening concurrently, and they just keep like running into each other, headbutting like two handicapped rams who don't (laughs) know what they're doing anymore. And the most frustrating thing is when that collision happens, it it doesn't elevate the boring to that weird hyper pitch. It just dulls the edge of anything weird and brings it down to a mediocre. Shitty level. Yeah, it's like the uh, the villains are all wacky and crazy, but the 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 good guys are all just like generic early two thousands badass. Yeah, like that is yeah. what they are trying to sell you. Is these guys are so great at like flips and kung fu. Oh man, is someone gonna shoot with two pistols while flying through the air? Yeah. Yes, they will. That's super it. badass. But there's never any like jokes or animation or interest of any kind on the good guy side. Uh, I think you left out the friar character who is constructed entirely of jokes. Right. So we'll get there now. So after the events at Doctor Frankenstein's castle, we we fa- flash forward a little bit. To Paris, France, uh, not Paris, Texas, um, and we we see a hooded, hatted figure tearing his own wanted poster off the wall, and we see his name is Van Helsing, and he's chasing a giant. Yeah, I think I at first I thought because it's it's the the fight is happening in uh, Notre Dame. You think right. it's Quasimodo. I, you think it's Quasimodo, and it's like, oh, like, weird. He's, like, kind of foul-mouthed, and he's smoking a cigar, yeah. and he's being a real jerk. And he's eight feet tall. And he's, like, <laughs> and he's like you know, just being and a And not dickhead. a hunchback? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but, like, it would have been, like, like an interesting, because we all have that memory of the Disney movie where he's a very sympathetic character. Yeah. Like, it would have been cool if he was like, no, I'm a shithead, and that's why the villagers hate me. <laughs> uh, but no, it's, I guess, fucking... It's Mr. Hyde. It's for Mr. no Hyde. reason! Yeah, for no goddamn reason! <laughs> well, there is a reason. So, Hugh Jackman plays Van Helsing, uh, first name Van, last name Helsing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And his whole job is a monster hunter. He travels the world and he hunts monsters and people hate him for it because every time he kills a monster, they turn into a human. So that's all that's left is a trail of human corpses behind him. But what's great is, uh, much like the crusty old Dean in every college movie, uh, it seems like anytime he kills a monster, a constable runs onto the scene <laughs> yeah. and just yells, Van Helsing! There are at least four different times in the movie where someone, like, shakes their fist and says, Van Helsing! I just keep expecting Van Helsing to yell, 
cheese it and like play the ending <laughs> credits from Animal House where everyone just gets Chiron titles about what they're doing now yeah. found a house and killed a bunch of monsters <laughs> and then he went home and doo, 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 doo. Quasimodo is now a mayor <laughs> yeah uh, Van Helsing fights Mr. Hyde uh, with some of the dumbest things I've ever yeah. seen. No, he, well, this sets the stage for the immense amount of Tarzan rope swinging that will happen in this film. I feel like you've misled our listeners into thinking that this is setting the stage for anything. There is no stage to be set <laughs> in this movie. There are no events that occur with but any kind of logic or consistency. There is a ton of rope swinging. This movie <laughs> has more... This movie has more rope swinging than Tarzan, the American Ninja Course, and every single season of American Gladiators ever so combined. The rope, the rope swinging to this movie is like the Force in Star Wars. It is the cause of and solution to every major yes. conflict. <laughs> yes, yes, it absolutely is. And that makes sense because all the ropes in this movie are actually born of tiny microscopic beings inside the people yeah. uh, that manifest no, as no, ropes. No, 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 they communicate with the will of the Force. They're, the Force is not biological, it it's is, still a spiritual side. They're called midi-ropians, and they come straight from people. <laughs> oh, uh, Van Helsing was actually born saying, straight from rope. If we had a Are you saying midi-ropians are people? They're people! If we had a listener after John talked about the good steampunk, we lost it now, <laughs> <laughs> Next half an hour is just us yelling at each other. <laughs> so, so uh, Van Helsing, uh, we see a couple of those weapons he uses, including uh, flintlock repeating pistols. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, uh, what appeared to be uh, like uh, uh, spinning blades of some yeah, kind. Yeah, no, it was if you took that cool thing that Blade had where he could, it was like almost a batarang and then you made it some kind of shitty, shitty pumped pinwheel. Yes. Yeah. It, it was the circular stars from uh, the Gladiator from Marvel Comics. Yeah. Right. Yeah, except shitty and hand pumped. And just, and he seems to forget when he has them but always seems to have them. Yeah. yeah oh, God, shut up, yeah. movie. <laughs> so, so he kills Mr. Hyde, uh, and then a constable shows up and yells, Van Helsing! <laughs> well, he stands at the top of Notre Dame much like Batman. And he is now on double secret probation. <laughs> yeah. Cut to... His parents are going to cut him off his meal plan if he doesn't shape well, up. Well, then he has to go get harangued by the Catholic Church chief at of the police. Vatican. Who tells Riggs that while his, 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 his outcomes are great, his methods are drawing too much attention. And Damn this... it, Van Helsing, you blew up a city block! <laughs> they are yeah, cut... whatever, chief! <laughs> the municipal fund is completely out of control. That's the one thing this movie was missing? Was Van Helsing, like, getting onto a dumb steam punk motorcycle <laughs> just speeding away every time somebody yelled his name uh, there was that missed. fucking like double horse carriage chase bridge jump hey, oh, we'll, hey, get there. we'll get there buddy a cardinal or a bishop or some nah fuck it man it was the pope yeah sure the pope <laughs> yells at uh, chief pope yells at Van Helsing <laughs> <laughs> and then, then they take him into the bowels of the Vatican, where we see the uh, uh, their sort of operation existence. And he's part of this giant network of 
priests from all sorts of different religions working together. So there's like swamis and, and priests and bishops and mullahs and Buddhist monks and all sorts of different things working together, yeah. which is a very interesting concept that the movie does nothing with. No. Yeah. They serve to set up this scene that's pretty much the Q scene from Bond, where right. uh, a handy monk will show Van Helsing all the cool A friar, stuff he has. friar, it's very important. He that is he only is a, friar. Fact a friar. That's correct. That's correct. But you get your holy water, your sun bombs, you're repeating well, crossbows. Now here's the thing, so he's being given a mission to go and kill Dracula, yeah. and little Mr. Friar Faramir, who's just like... Friar Faramir, I yeah, like this. The, the, yeah. Yeah. No, I like David him. Wenham, who yeah. played Faramir in the Lord of the Rings movies. Now, what's interesting about this performance is he seems to be playing Jimmy Olsen in the midst of a midlife crisis. True. Because he's got that like weird, boyish, bumbling idiocy, mm-hmm. but he's clearly 50 years old. <laughs> yeah. Right, well he's lived his entire life in the basement of the Vatican making nothing but weapons that he doesn't get to use. Yeah. But like the only the only way that that gets paid off in any way is that he's just very stupid. Like it'd be one <laughs> thing if he was discovering the world and if that was like a character choice. But no, it just equates to him having a dumb haircut and being really <laughs> stupid yeah, right. all the time. Uh, but he's been given this mission to go kill Dracula and Friar Faramir just says, oh, here's this thing I've been working on. It's a bomb that recreates the sun, and Van Helsing's just like, well, when am I ever going to use that? Yeah. Right. Fucking all the time, Van Helsing. You're going to fight a vampire. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Is he, he says to him, he's like, I made this. I know what it does. I just don't know when to use it. How about on fucking vampires? <laughs> or let's say uh, you're in a dark room and you need to see something. That seems like a practical application all of the right. sun machine. <laughs> And, of course, the big weapon he gets is the gas-powered crossbow. God, fuck this crossbow. It made me so mad. All right, so what it is is it's a regular crossbow with the drawstring and everything and then a gas-powered cylinder filled with arrows. Now, every time he fires it, the bowstring is not being drawn and shot. The bowstring and the holders for the bowstring, absolutely useless. They could have been taken off and it could have just been a sweet mini repeating gun this is it's essentially in the fps world this is a rail gun (laughs) yes this movie is bullshit yeah (laughs) and again like this is the thing that irritates me the most about steampunk is that it is design over logic or function and the design is always really dumb except for the hats john (laughs) (laughs) although they do go through the whole movie without getting any sweet goggles with gold trim that is true (laughs) there were no goggles in this entire movie and i'm upset actually i actually kind of take those goggles to be honest the goggles are pretty cool this is an extra point off of this film (laughs) yeah i will say this there uh, for a steampunk movie uh, a movie with steampunk influences there's not enough clocks There's not enough keys. There's not enough gears. This movie only wants to have little puffs of steam shoot out of things. And that's it. Yeah, and again, it's the the only reason the steampunk aesthetic is there at all is so that you can get your minigun. It it doesn't actually serve any other purpose than just a cheat code for doing dumb bullshit. (laughs) And you know what? If you're going to do a cheat code for dumb bullshit, give me big head mode or line mode. (laughs) Or Randy Savage villain mode. Oh, man, that would have been Can great. Can you imagine if, if Dracula was just the macho man? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Come over here, Van Helsing. And every time... I got you for 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes of playtime. Oh, 
Yeah. See, but it would have been like those Skyrim mods where it's just the texture of Randy Savage stretched <laughs> over the actor. I would have still loved it. <laughs> it would have been pretty it. amazing. Um, um, John, do you have a Macho Man impression? We both did one. Yeah, we did. You, wanted, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm locking that one in the chamber. That's going to yeah, come up when you, you least whoa, expect it. Whoa. whoa. <laughs> Later, when it's inexplicably time for a Slim Jim, I'm going to be afraid. <laughs> So we go on our mission and we find ourselves uh, in Transylvania again. And there's a guy. He's uh, we know he is the Prince of the Gypsies. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so, right. We forgot about the King of the Gypsies. Right. What's worse is they just tell us we don't get to see him like flamenco and prove it. Right. There's just a little bit of exposition, and by a little bit, I mean ten minutes during the cue scene, where they basically explain the King of the Gypsies is part of this family line of people who. Uh, I've sworn to kill Dracula, and they haven't done it yet in the last 400 years. Fail much. And now it's basically the last ones left are the Prince of the Gypsies and the Princess of the Gypsies. Um, the prince is named Falcon? Also, yeah. like, weird that the prince doesn't automatically inherit the title of King of the Gypsies after his father dies. Nah, Absolutely correct. Yeah. Uh, and then the lady's name, uh, if I can remember correctly, hey, is while you're remembering Anna. That. Anna, yeah. Her name was <laughs> Anna. And by remembering, I mean scrolling down on my phone to look at the Wikipedia article. I do not think they ever speak her name out no, loud. No, they do. They say Anna hundreds of times. You just never cared. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Falcon is attached to a pole, uh, lightly tied up, and he's uh, suckering in a werewolf. What? How many uh, monsters are in this movie? Most. Not all. Three-fifths. Yeah. Uh, we do. We get a Frankenstein monster, we get a Dracula, and we get a Wolfman, several Wolfmans, but what we do not, there's no Gillman. There's no Mummy. And there's no Mummy. Who the um, hell was Gillman again? The uh, creature, the creature from, from the Black Lagoon. Oh, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, okay. Gillman. Uh, first name Gill, last, last name, name Man. Man. Got it, got it. Uh, uh, please, Mr. Man is my father. <laughs> Call me Gilly the Scam. <laughs> Mr. Man lives in Florida. Uh, Damn it, that Gill boy put a flaming pile of dog poop on my lawn again. (laughs) He doesn't understand that practical joke. (laughs) He did it all wrong. For some reason, he put it on my lawn. Not in a bag. Set it on fire. He's wandering around with handfuls of poop and a lighter. So, they lure in a werewolf, Falcon gets scratched or bit while the werewolf escapes, and they fall off a cliff, and you think everyone's dead. Great. Who cares about this scene? Moving yeah, on. No, moving on. Van Helsing and the Friars show up in this tiny little town full of Eastern European stereotypes. Yeah. And, They're um, greeted by fucking Riff Raff from Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> yeah. Show. Yeah, they are. As played by the guy who just came in third place at the Ed Harris Lookalike <laughs> Contest. <laughs> So Riff Raff and the rest of the stereotypes are like, well, you here? And he's like, ugh, everybody hates me because I leave a trail of bodies. <laughs> and sure well, enough. No, they're, they're mad at him for a very specific reason that he his wide-brimmed hat is pulled down and they can't see his face. Yeah. That's right, of course. And they demand to see his face, but he won't show them because, I don't know, the movie said so. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's not until Anna shows up and demands that they see her face. In her battle corset and battle heels. Yeah, and her battle, like, 
vagina high boots. Yeah. Like her boots go from like her foot oh, no, all the way up, up to, to like, like practically her vagina. Yeah. That's the thigh high. Uh, Uma Thurman in the Avengers, not the Marvel property, wears those very well. Yeah, and I mean, uh, to be fair, Kate Beckinsale, also, she looks really good in that costume. Sure. Right, she's a a very, like, I will say that... She's a beautiful lady, but it's clearly a costume. Yes. It's not somebody's clothes that you would wear. Like, everybody else in the town is wearing, like, gray and brown and muted colors, and she's got, like, a red doublet and, like, you know, a white, uh, you know... Yeah, it's like a black corset and a red doublet and like black leather. Yeah, There's a like lot of inexplicable leather in and this just movie. Jingling metal everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so they show up and are immediately beset by Dracula's brides. Yeah, um, women who uh, they they're basically vampires except they're all white. They fly around naked. They've got wings. There's no nipples on their bare breasts and they have no other genitalia or buttholes. Because these are PG-13 Dracula brides. Oh, okay, right. So, right, uh, right. Re- real quick, uh, what what time would you peg this scene at where these uh, unprotected vampires are just flying around? Uh, I would say by the light in the scene, noon? Noon yeah. 30 maybe? High <laughs> noon for sure. Uh, they never explain the rules of the vampires that they're working with, which which you have to do because vampires are not real and you need to tell the audience what does what to the vampires. Right. So these lady vampires with no nips roll into town flying on wings and in the daytime. Yeah, in the daytime. And Van Sorry, Helsing, I just I thought of Nipolis Cage as a joke, but I don't whoa. know how to work it in. Oh man, that's, so. that's golden though, buddy. Later, right? yeah, later, later that's golden. <laughs> Nipolis Cage. I in fact cut this out, mail this to myself <laughs> so I have the copyright. Man, that is a punchline in need of a joke. <laughs> save that save that for national treasure, buddy. Listener, <laughs> yell into your podcasting device the <laughs> setup to the punchline Nipolis Cage. Yeah. Oh, so uh, Van Helsing proceeds to attack the vampire brides. The only way he knows how by firing effectually <laughs> by firing his gas-powered crossbow yeah. everywhere, just wildly, uncontrollably we in kind, all directions. We kind of get like a shout out about how he has to hit them in the heart in order to kill them, but he's hitting them with hundreds of stakes, and they don't do. And this is, like, they set up in the fucking Quasimodo Mr. Hyde fight that he's supposed to be a very capable, uh, you know, fighter. Monster hunter. Yeah, Yeah. but he's supposed to be the best of the best, better than the rest. Yeah. Uh, And he just immediately, when confronted by danger in this scene, inexplicably just forgets how everything works. Right. And just starts firing wildly into the air. Yeah, just... Spray and pray, baby. Spray and pray. (laughs) That's the Vatican way. He's definitely playing by, like, the 80s action hero school of firearm accuracy. Just launching arrows every which way. Yeah. Uh, eventually, they kill a vampire bride. This scene goes on forever. forever. It's like 20 minutes of just tiny little, like, darts flying out yeah. into nothingness. And then the occasional bit of Hugh Jackman and Kate Beckinsale 
trying to force chemistry upon each yeah. other. Yeah. Uh, at least three times in this fight, uh, Hugh Jackman is knocked down away from his gun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. This is also, if I recall, the great the fight where she gets dropped at one point and lands like pretty much face sitting on top of him. Yes. With this movie and then does he... take a, a large amount of glee in throwing Kate Beckinsale into things. Yeah. Yes. They do actually. Because this is the fight where she ends up face planting into a tree tree. and then falling down and hitting every branch on the way. Yes. And then, yeah, at one point she falls, she falls on Hugh Jackman's chest, so her groinal region is right in his face, and then he has a cute little, like, oh, look, a vagina's there! And then he flips her over, so then he's got her in, like, a missionary-type position, and he's like, you stay there! And now, then she flips seen, him back over, because like they've a seen Desperado. Position. Right, and then she's like, no, you stay there! And then I say, Bleh. Yeah, yeah, that was terrible. I I will say uh, the special effects crew does deserve a, a large round of applause for their work in this movie because they seem to have digitally removed the charm and charisma from both of these <laughs> actors. Yeah, all of it. Uh, I don't know how they did it. It is incredible. It is, you know, the thing transformation level of I can't believe I'm seeing this. <laughs> it's, it was impressive, actually. Oh, man. For oh. So they do manage to kill one of the brides, and the other two fly away in screaming horror, because apparently if you lose, if a man goes down, you can't complete the mission. Right. Those are the Dracula rules. It was an escort mission. They have to go to their nearest checkpoint. Yeah. They're going to get chewed out by their CO, and yeah. they're going to go along the next branching path. They're yeah. going to roll. They, they come back to the castle, and I'm sure just Dracula wakes up, and he's just like, God damn it, Maverick! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We see Dracula wake up. We see literally... 100% of their interaction. <laughs> Dracula? Dracula? Okay, so if you are familiar with vampire of any kind, the, the stereotypical vampire lives, uh, you know, all at night, not at fucking noon o'clock, <laughs> and he lives in a coffin and then comes out of the coffin uh, and then he's awake. This Dracula lives in a pool of ice? Yes. Yeah, that is also in a coffin. Yeah. Right. With no lid. No. Right. Uh, and then I guess when it's when it's wake up time, when he's done with his snooze button, <laughs> he throws his build a bear workshop buddy in the corner and just comes out of the ice. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he's out. He's and mad. He's, oh, and he's so mad. He's so mad. And then the wives. I will say I I was really charmed by his performance in this scene because literally it is just a page and a half of real dumb monologuing. Yeah. But he is literally walking up walls and on ceilings and dancing with himself. Yes, and just having a and the dialogue in this scene really like I think the movie wants me to like the vampires. Oh, if yeah. if you were to watch this movie uh, uh, and without any sort of, like, preamble, you would definitely think Dracula's the good guy. Now, the, the, the problem is that actor has realized where he is, and he hit something that I like to call the raw Julia. <laughs> <laughs> where he is, he's recognized his place like raw Julia did in Street Fighter, and he's just, he's just going, man. Yeah. And boy, is he. Yeah, I mean, again, just... Throwing Cholula hot sauce all over every piece of set and chopping this set down too. Uh, there'll be a lot more com- uh, condiment references as the show yeah, goes on. Yeah. Um, he's it up though. He's great to watch. It really is. In this film, he is great to watch. He is. And and again, like the dialogue in this scene, it, it, he several of the vampires make an explicit point that they only hunt what they need to eat. 
Yes. Uh, and even the villagers, in the, they're mad that they kill the vampire because they say, you know, the vampire only hunts what they need. Now they're going to be mad at us. Thanks a lot, Van Helsing, you big jerk. So, like, everyone seems pretty okay with the vampires. Yeah, they've, I mean, I think it's one of those things where they, it's just kind of like, it's sort of like gazelles and lions. Like, <laughs> like, clearly they hate each other and clearly there's animosity, but at the same time it's like, look, they take one of us out, like, once a week and, you know, we fertilize the grass so they can fucking sleep. So it all works out. Yeah, it is It is the complete opposite of Sean Connery's speech from The Untouchables. It's, right. They, they take one of ours to the morgue. We Sit are here. okay with yeah. it, I guess. Yeah, we're fine. Like, we're not... We're we not home. We send the family a card. <laughs> they come at you with fangs. You shit there. <laughs> they fly in. They bite you. Just smile. <laughs> they put one of yours in a coffin. They're like, all right, that's oh, cool. It's fine. That's right. fine. It's fine. They didn't desiccate that's the corpse. The Transylvania way. Yeah. And then you play. It's a circle of life. Yeah. Now what are you prepared to do? <laughs> oh, nothing. No, right. Oh, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Ooh, great, happens great, uh, great Sean Connery impression. Oh, no. I, I yeah. literally can't remember anything no, that no, happens until the, the masquerade ball at the end of the yeah, movie. Because we just got the town, the town ended, and they're still together. And they're yeah, sad. so they go back to Dracula's house, and the girls are like, "Me!" And then yeah, Dracula's like, "Van Helsing." <laughs> yeah, that is what he does. And uh, he basically gives. There's a little bit of a monologue, by which I mean ten minutes, yeah. of him walking around on walls and ceilings, where he basically explains Space Odyssey style. Yeah. He's like, I have no feelings. Where are my babies going to come from without monster blood? Yeah. Or something like that. Something. And then it cuts back to the gypsy castle. And Van Helsing is now basically being fed the backstory of the gypsy family. Oh, yeah, the and gypsy And they're basically family. like, oh, Dracula was part of our family and he got murdered by some guy. <laughs> yeah. And wink at the camera. And, you know, now we have to kill him, but we haven't yet. My brother's dead and my dad's gone and I'm a sexy lady. And that's oh, pretty much what the and, movie and, is. And then it ends by him uh, knockout spritzing her in the face because she right. wants to go fighting and he wants to, like, hang out and have a steak and potato or whatever. He wants to wait until daytime when vampires aren't outside. Well, Although this movie has clearly shown that vampires don't give no fucks about no sun. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Which, now that I think about it, completely invalidates the climax of this movie. Yes. Now, shut up, John. <laughs> Continuity Fair doesn't count here. So basically, she's like, I'm going to go out. And he's like, all right, but first, roofie. And he roofie sprays her costume style. Before, before that happens, uh, it does have my favorite Kate Beckinsale moment where she's gearing up. She's getting all the swords and the knives and the throwing stars. Right. She picks up a gun, looks at it like it has a bad attitude, puts it back down, <laughs> and picks up a different one. Yeah. Yeah, well, you don't want to get oh, the shit Oh, it's Because the first gun she picked up had all the wacky bullets in it, like <laughs> Toontown. Yeah, right, it. right. She's like, I don't want these. What's great is there's, like, four guns lined up in this, like, velvet case, and they're all exactly the same gun. Right, well, one of them just was like, nah. Right, so the, the, the castle of gypsies, uh, which already is kind of an oxymoron, is gypsies are a traveling people yeah, who are yeah. kind of nomadic, but they've got this whole big castle. They have an armory that's like a giant Batman-style cave room, and they've got like hundreds of swords, axes, maces, guns, 
uh, morning stars, flails, every kind of weapon you could possibly need. Oh man, I completely forgot this has my favorite weapon, which is a silver stake being held by a silver hand that turns into a morning star? Yes! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was like a fancy cigarette holder for your silver stakes. Exactly! It's a Mo Sislak mace. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Van Helsing roofies Anna, and then she wakes up in bed... Uh, and she's like, oh, no, not again, and starts walking around the house <laughs> to try oh, and man. find Van Helsing, and then she hears a noise, and what is it? Oh, no, it's a growl, and then, oh, it's, it's a, a werewolf! werewolf! And a big brown werewolf attacks her, and, like, she barely escapes, and then, conveniently, the moon is covered, and the werewolf turns out to be her brother. Falcon! Right. This whole movie should just be called convenient weather patterns because every time like a werewolf needs to be revealed as a human or electricity needs to be shot into a monster (laughs) the clouds are just like yeah alright I guess I'll do that (laughs) right like there's just like a direct like there's a red phone that leads right to Mr. Cloud (laughs) it's like hey Mr. Cloud can I get some lightning yeah yeah I think I can do that for you (laughs) that's what Mr. Cloud sounds like Uh, it's a great Mr. Cloud impression thank you yeah Mr. Cloud Uh, Hoboken yeah some rain for you don't cry my man I'll see you later want some fog okay I'll get you some fog that's a real nice Tesla coil you got at the roof of your castle be a shame if there was no lightning for it maybe you gotta grease them wheels a little bit you know what I'm saying John that's a terrible Mr. Cloud impression <laughs> uh, that was my macho man Reggie Savage <laughs> Fun. <laughs> Unlike the people who made Van Helsing, no who every, almost everybody has a look of contempt on their faces <laughs> as they make the movie. It's like every now and then you'll get a movie where uh, uh, somebody's in the film. They've clearly they've signed on for it because the director or the writer of the studio are like, "Hey, man, I think this would be a great move for you," and like this would be a thing. And they're like, "Yeah, of course." And it's kind of early enough on in their career where they get kind of suckered in and they start making the movie and they're like, holy crap, I'm in the biggest piece of shit ever. And you can see it on Tom Cruise's face in Legend (laughs) and you can see it on Hugh Jackman's face in Van Helsing. There are large stretches of this movie where I literally forgot that that was Hugh Jackman. Right, because he's just like dour and sad and just angry all the time. There's no smile, there's no charisma. Like, a whole lot of problems with this movie could have been fixed if he'd have played Van Helsing as fucking Riggs. Yeah. As just like a loose can, like, yeah, I fight monsters, I do what I want. Bang, bang. <laughs> no, but instead man. he's just like, I have a tragic backstory and I'm haunted by I'm nightmares. You, he's got the Lorenzo Lamas hair and he's it's fucking Renegade fights Dracula. <laughs> that is what we are watching. And, you know, he's like, he's like, oh, the last thing I remember before I landed up at the Vatican was fighting Romans and wherever. And they're like, that was 400 years ago. And he's like, well, shit. Well, now, here's the thing. So it seems like that should be the narrative thrust of the movie is solving the mystery of fucking Hugh Jackman's past. Just like every Hugh Jackman sci-fi movie ever, he can't remember his past and we gotta figure it out. Yeah, but this is not like Van Helsing identity. Here's the thing, though. Like, nobody cares, including Van Helsing. When he finally gets to talk to Dracula and Dracula's like, hey, do you want to know your entire backstory? He literally says, like, no, no, yeah. no, Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman is looking out for the audience there. He's like, no, fuck that. Let's end this movie. 
Uh, it's... Oh, okay. So basically, a bunch of shit happens. Uh, They fight a werewolf. It's her brother, Falcon. And she's like, you can't kill him. He's my brother. And he's like, no, dummy. He's a werewolf. And she's like, so... Oh, no. It's my favorite philosophical uh, (laughs) exchange of any movie ever where she says he has no control over what he's doing. And Hugh Jackman is like, yeah, but he's going to kill people. And she's like, well, yeah, but that's not his fault. (laughs) (laughs) That's the Godzilla defense. Yeah, right, no. (laughs) Yeah, but everyone's fine with killing Godzilla. (laughs) Yeah, but everybody. We're all really sad that we have to kill King Kong, though. That's true. (laughs) That's true. There's something just so cute about a 50-foot monkey, though. <laughs> oh, God, I called him a monkey. He's a great ape. I am so ape. sorry. Yeah. Yep. I apologize to all you great apes out there. Though. Uh, and monkeys, fuck you. <laughs> I think what you were you were thinking about is how great King Kong would look with a fez. <laughs> uh if they're like I'm a not, person-sized fez or a fez designed just for him, just for actually, him, yeah. yeah, him, like a, a circus tent of a fez. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'd pay a lot of money to see a movie where uh, it's it's King Kong all the way up to like they get him, they get him on Skull Island, they bring him to New York, and instead of the show just being like the eighth wonder of the world, they just got him out in like fucking Central Park, and there's a little Italian man with an organ grinder <laughs> box. <laughs> And King Kong's like, yep, this is what I do now. I dance for people's enjoyment. And he's just like Charlestoning and like doing the Madison and shit. He's great at it. He's got to be great at it. Well, I always thought it'd be great if that, if in that movie, his show was doing just like a a Catskill stand-up set. He comes up, what's his deal with (laughs) T-Rex? It's big dinosaur and bite you. I don't get it. And everyone's like, his material's not great, but he's got a lot of stage presence. <laughs> and then a young Andy Kaufman is in the background. <laughs> oh, uh, what <laughs> oh, no. Come on, if, if King Kong did the Mighty Mouse bit? <laughs> oh... Yeah, no, that, that is uh, how bad this movie is, is we had to invent our own different movie to talk about. Yeah. Well, we didn't have to invent it. There was Rowan and King Kong's laughing, so to be yeah, fair, yeah. so it was that. It's true, it's true. There was Abbott and King Kong meet the Wolfman. Uh, there was uh, um, King Kong and City Lights. That was there, a great there were all those, uh, A little bit of Fry and King Kong. <laughs> there were all those, uh, those fatty Arbuckle shorts that got burned in the Great Purge. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. There's the King Kongs in the hall. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Show with Bob and King Kong. <laughs> Saturday Night Kong. I mean, he's... And he Living had, Kong. Yeah. He's been very prolific, and he yeah. seems to have like an almost David Bowie-esque ability to reinvent himself for <laughs> yeah. a new generation. Yeah. Good for Kong. Yeah. The only the only period of his career I didn't like was he was doing all the watermelon smashing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you had to get that out of your system. Right, <laughs> right of course. Right. He Everyone's tra- got their prop period. I appreciate him trying something new. It didn't speak to me, yeah. but that's fine. Yeah. I didn't really I didn't really care for when he threw all those barrels at Mario. <laughs> I kind of felt that that was a lot like U2 Zoo TV period. It was, and it was a lot of shame. 
It's a little racist, too. Yeah, like, I a just, lot of really yeah. offensive Italian stereotypes going on. A lot. Sure, right. How Italians can jump very high. <laughs> how they're always stepping on turtles and how, using their shells against other turtles. Yeah. How they're so good with hammers. You give any Italian a leaf, they will turn into a raccoon. That is That's a guarantee. Right. Yeah, you give any Italian a flower, they can shoot fire. Yeah, and if they eat mushrooms, they get double their size. <laughs> but if you touch them, they shrink back down. Of course. Of that course. is their curse, is they can never be loved. <laughs> At least at their really large size. <laughs> okay, so, so um, uh, I'm sorry, Italians. <laughs> um, it's okay. I'm part Italian. We made it work. Um, yeah, that's the excuse. So um, there's a Dracula, yeah, right, and uh, a Van Helsing, and they're fighting. So we're gonna cut out all the parts where we talk about Van Helsing and just <laughs> yeah. keep all of the gold, right? Um, so basically, uh, Anna and, um, Van Helsing escape somehow, and they find their way into the Frankenstein, uh, collapsed windmill, where they find Frankenstein's monster, played by Schuler Hensley, who, uh, was a theater, musical theater actor in Australia with Hugh Jackman, they were in Oklahoma together, uh, he was cast for this part because he was very tall. And he goes, uh, he went to the acting school of why speak a line when you can yell it. <laughs> yeah, he he is playing to the back of the house. And by the back of the house, I mean he's playing to somebody has knocked out the back wall of the house <laughs> and across the street to the back of that house. <laughs> he is calling his grandmother long distance. It's very expensive, but he has to get his point across. <laughs> uh, and... and Frankenstein's monster, here on out referred to just as Frankenstein, I don't want to say both words. True. <laughs> uh, is a kind of a tragic figure. He's been just sitting in this room eating chicken meat bones. of some kind. Yeah, Tons chicken, of chicken bones. So much chicken, and then reading the Bible, and he's like, I just want to live. And they're like, well, fuck you, you're a, a abomination. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you you have no soul. Yeah, you never well, truly lived. You'll never truly well, then exist. Hugh Jackman smells him, and it turns out he's not evil because Hugh Jackman has evil sense right in his nose. That's right. true. Uh, Van Helsing. In fact, all of the characters seem to just get character traits throughout <laughs> the course of the movie. Well, no, they level up and they spend their perks in different sorts of stuff. <laughs> uh, I did not see Van Helsing ever sit down on a bed. Where would he spend those experience points? <laughs> at no point was a menu opened. Uh, at no point. Did anyone do any crafting to build these weapons? I will say charisma must have been his dump skill because he put no points <laughs> into it. Nothing in there. Nothing in there. Van Helsing and Frankenstein and Anna finally are just like, all right, The all the story comes out. Dracula wants Frankenstein's monster to power his weird electronic contraption because that's what Franken Dr. Frankenstein's machine was. It was actually a conduit to awaken Dracula's weird gremlin egg bread, like uh, children. Mm-hmm. And uh, he needs Frankenstein's monster to do this. So they're like, I know what we'll do. We'll bring him back to Rome to see because the Because what the movie needs at this point is a travel montage. Yeah. Yep. And so <laughs> we get it. We get it. Well, before we get the travel montage, there is a little bit we did skip where no. they try to do Are we the, going back? A little bit. So they tried to do the bring Dracula's children to life thing with uh, Falcon, now a werewolf, mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. Yeah. And all like the baby Dracula's hatch, and they begin attacking people, and they all explode. 
Uh, and it's the first time that Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing and Richard Roxborough as Dracula meet very briefly. And Dracula even responds to Van Helsing. He sees me, he calls him Gabriel. And you're like, what the fuck? And it is, again, it, it is so interesting to see Dracula teasing Van Helsing in this way of, like, I have knowledge of who you are that you don't have. And he also makes a very compelling point, which is literally like, Van Helsing, why are you doing any of the things that you're currently doing? You could just not do those things. It would be fine. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's just another excuse for an exposition dump. Basically, we know that they have some kind of backstory. um, And then Hugh Jackman's kind of like, I don't care. You're a bad guy. And then runs away to save Frankenstein. And they escape on... uh, uh, Transylvanian horses! Yeah! The fastest horses! Yes, there's nothing faster than Transylvanian horses. Except, of course, vampire brides! <laughs> yeah. Uh, after we get a brief Indiana Jones map scene, yeah. where we see how they've traveled you from You get a brown map with a red line, baby. That's where you know you're traveling. <laughs> from Transylvania, they make it to Budapest. By the way, let's. it's this time to point out that this movie is... Very much like Highlander, just like cobbled together. <laughs> oh, sorry, not Highlander, gold, uh, Green Lantern. Yeah, uh, cobbled, cobbled together. together from pieces of other movies. Yeah. There's Lethal Weapon, there's Indiana Jones, there's Batman, there's like a little <sighs> bit of everything. Leader, Extraordinary Gentleman, Bond, Wild Wild West. It feels very much like a pilot that was shot for a series that wasn't picked up, but they poured so much money into it that they just filled in with a lot of reshoots to release it as a feature. <laughs> that is absolutely 100% true. Uh, so they are uh, trying to escape Dracula's uh, brides, but they catch up with them anyways. Uh, and there's a big chase, and it's stupid. And then there's a werewolf, and then they're like, oh no, the bridge is out. Yeah. And somehow six horses jump a bridge, and the cart also jumps too. But the cart doesn't make but it. The cart doesn't make it. The cart it. falls. And the brides grow screaming down, you know, Batman or Spider Man style to try to catch the cart and get the monster out. Because they need the monster. But it turns out the cart's full of a steampunk bomb. <laughs> Filled with steaks! <laughs> and at this point, I became angry because I, I felt like there was, in the script, a cart that missed a jump and was going to fall and crash, and some producer somewhere was like, no, I don't care if it's a carriage. It has to explode. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of this movie feels like one giant John Peters note. <laughs> yeah. It feels like Joel Silver walked in and just, like, jizzed all over the script and was just like, you do what I say! I'm Joel Silver! Um, 80s reference. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. And then, like, so the cart goes down, the Dracula bride rolls into it, and she's like, I got you, monster! And she opens it up and sees the steampunk bomb, and she literally goes, Stakes! <laughs> like a cartoon character yeah. going, Dick! In Roger Rapid, that's my second Roger Rapid reference. Nice, nice. And it blows up. The third one, Beetlejuice shows up. (laughs) Oh, I was really hoping it would be Candyman. (laughs) It's actually Uh, just Bob. What's his name? Just, just sit him down. Ask him what it was like to act against Nick Cage in The Rock. (laughs) So the 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 steak bomb explodes, kills this other bride of Dracula. Delicious. And we find out that there is a second carriage. Oh, bait switch. And they almost, uh, they make it to 
No, no, because the second carriage will get molotoved by the werewolf. Brother. Right. The werewolf made of flint scratches against the top of the cart carriage made of stone, and it starts and it's on, on fire. fire. <laughs> and I really don't know how that happened. I don't know if there was supposed to be a mechanism by which that werewolf set the top of that carriage on fire, but I didn't fucking see it. I saw a werewolf go bristling over the top of it, and it just spontaneously combusted. Well, because this movie takes place in the meta moment, wherein cause and effect are one and the same. <laughs> <laughs> so the werewolf attacks them. Hugh Jackman shoots the werewolf, doing his sweet uh, John Woo ripoff, diving, turning, shooting two flintlock yeah. repeating pistols the at the Max werewolf. Payne. Yeah, he doesn't bullet time because it's 2004 and we still haven't forgotten about the fucking Matrix. And he kills the werewolf and then, oh, it turns back into a person and everyone hates Hugh Jackman again. (laughs) And Anna's like, you killed my brother. And he's like, yeah, but he was trying to kill us. And she's like, I know. And forgives him like that. And the next thing you know, they're just wandering around downtown Budapest. You know, just a, a guy in a big dumb hat a gypsy princess, a friar, and a fucking Frankenstein monster! No, no, no. it's a rogue, a ranger, a tank, and a healer. (laughs) That's true. They're just looking for Baldur's Gate. (laughs) They're scouting out some sweet spawn points to do some power leveling. If if I lived in Budapest, I'd see this shit all the time, I expect. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many Frankensteins wandering around Budapest, I don't know if you knew this. Constant. So they are there, and then the last Dracula Bride finds them again in the middle of the day. Yeah, no. Because as long as there's a cloud in front of the sun, everything's <laughs> fine for vampires. <laughs> yeah, she snatches up the Gypsy Queen at this point because she's the last of her line. Yeah. Sure, I yeah. guess. Even uh, though nobody explicitly yeah. says she's a queen. She hasn't been uh, None of the cor- by the yeah. Duma. There's no sure. coronation. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, they snatch her up and fly away, and Van Helsing sings, Oh, obviously they wanted do a switcheroo the princess for the Frankenstein monster yeah, right. which leads say. the question if you could snatch up one person from that caravan of, of rogues and thieves why don't you snatch the one you actually need you right. big dumb idiot yeah. right, you're a vampire it's you have true. superhuman strength. strength you could just grab the big dumb monster and be done with it but, yeah. but instead you're like that was like ball Right, and so... I will say, oh my god, this scene, as a standalone short film, would have been tremendous. (laughs) Yeah, so the Dracula Bride is like, I'll make a trade, and Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing says, "Uh, alright, we'll make a trade, but in a public place where Dracula can't Dracula out. (laughs) And she's like, meet us at the ballroom at this time, but it's All Hallows Eve. Yeah. At All Hallows Eve, in case you were thinking to yourself, man, if we could only squeeze a little bit of Halloween into this action. Boom! It's there. There it is, baby. There it is. Cut to the most opulent prom ever. Super. People are balancing on yoga exercise balls and breathing fire. There's trapeze artists. There's jugglers. There's food. Everybody's in choreographed dance. It is the scene Joel Schumacher wanted to shoot but always thought, no, too over the top. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Hugh Jackman and the friar uh, uh, break in. And Hugh Jackman disguises himself as a trapeze artist. As Hugh Jackman wearing a mask. Yeah, right. Uh, And then takes over the trapeze, 
and finally confronts Dracula. Now, this is, yeah, there's the scene of Dracula. Uh, he's roofied. Uh, again, Anna's roofied, yeah, but this roofied, time by yeah. Dracula's she's, magic. She's not necessarily, yeah, it's Dracula's no, magic. No, because when it begins, she's definitely like half a, like asleep, asleep while yeah. he's dancing with her. And then right. she wakes up and she's like, how did I get here? And yeah. he's like, oh, um, Dracula. And she's yeah. like... I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> and they dance. Noted 70s comedian Dracula. <laughs> Did a great bit about a dentist's office. <laughs> My brother whom I share a bed with until I devour his soul. <laughs> Dracula himself. <laughs> great TV show, though. Fat Dracula. Oh, yeah. yeah. With, uh, what was his, uh, weird Alucard as his buddy? Yeah. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. yep. Um, anyway, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it taught us great lessons about not littering, and you always want to puncture the artery on the first try. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dracula's dancing, and it, it, there's the only, like, cool part of the movie. He's dancing with Anna, and then he, like, dips her in front of a mirror, and she notices that nobody in this ball, the thousands, the hundreds of people, no one has a reflection. Because they're all vampires! <laughs> And of course, Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing. I don't know why I keep saying that. Hugh Jackman as <laughs> Van, Van Helsing. Uh, I feel like I just don't want to sully the good work of Bram Stoker <laughs> by saying Van Helsing. Uh, so uh, uh, Jack Human jumps in and he's just like, I'm coming for you, Dracula. And Dracula's like, uh, welcome to my summer home. And he's just like, oh, great. Do you have like a barbecue or something? Yeah. And he's just like, oh, should I have been wearing short pants? <laughs> is exactly the line he says. Yes, exactly. Uh, and then he sends all his vampire minions after him and he proceeds to just start shooting all over the yeah. place. Yeah. However, at this point, we conveniently remember that our heroes have a sun bomb. Right. And so, uh... In fact, the friar f- fucking... Idiot character just runs in yeah. and goes. I remembered when it was for, and then he drops the sun bomb. Uh, and then uh, I, by the power vested in me by the state of Illinois, hereby declare this Deus Ex Machina, and all the vampires are burned to death in an explosion, except, except for Dracula and his bride. Dracula because and his Dracula bride. and the Dracula brides looked at the running time of the film and knew that it wasn't time for yeah, the climax. They knew there was still a fucking hour of the movie left! <laughs> they had scenes still to tape. They didn't know oh. why, but they knew. Oh, uh, so... Dracula takes Frankenstein back to his castle. He hooks him up to all of his gremlin eggs, and he's gonna do this. Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing, <laughs> Anna, and Friar Guy now, go Van, back Van to Van the Helsing castle. Van Helsing has been bitten by the werewolf in the werewolf fight. Yes, yes. See, and he's, he's slowly turning into a werewolf. Uh, so they go back to the house, and through a dumb confluence of dumb shit, find out that dumb Hugh Jackman as a dumb werewolf... <laughs> He's the only person who can defeat dumb Dracula yeah. by being a dumb werewolf. And then... They uh, find a mirror door. Yeah, there's a big dumb map. And they put a dumb piece of paper next to yeah. it and read what it <laughs> well, says. No, and then, and they... then the dumb map turns into a dumb mirror made of ice. <laughs> hey, hey, and they're allowed to hey. dumb walk through. <laughs> hey. And then boo! You say boo! All, you say all of that is a terrible idea, but goddammit, Mark, it was great when I saw it the first time in Stargate. <laughs> That's what this movie could have used was more Stargates. Yeah. 
and at least half a Kurt Russell. Exactly. <laughs> this movie could have used at least half a Kurt Russell. And I'd have taken a quarter of a James Spader, too. Hell, fuck it. I'd even take some TV-ass Richard Dean Anderson. <laughs> Give me some SG-1. I did, this movie would have been pretty great if Van Helsing was just like... Uh, 1890s MacGyver. Yeah. Oh shit. That'd have been That'd amazing. That'd been awesome. Yeah. But unfortunately, it's not. It's a big dumb piece of shit that everyone hates. <laughs> so they stargate to the climax of the movie. That's where right. They stargate all they the Draculas. So yeah, the all the Dracula babies come out and they're flying around. And Igor has a big giant stick with a cattle prod on it, and he's chasing Frider guy. Yeah. And this is this is basically the ending of many climaxes yeah. where yeah, all right. all of the characters are paired against their Nietzschean shadow opposite. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Anna's fighting the final bride of Dracula, and she's like. Like, just know when I kill you, I'll weep over your body, which doesn't make any sense at all. None. And they're fighting, and then, like, stupid, lazy fryer guys getting zip-zapped by dumb <laughs> Igor. Yeah. And then uh, Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing uh, dumb, turns into a dumb werewolf and fights dumb well, Dracula. No, 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 this is important, is Hugh Jackman, before he turns into a werewolf, he cuts loose Frankenstein, the monster, and then puts him on a rope, and then Frankenstein, the monster, will, in the course of a single rope swing solve all of the fights in the movie. <laughs> That's true. That's true. So Frankenstein, uh, make sure to tell everyone that Dracula has a cure for werewolfism. Yeah. Um, that's what he calls it, for werewolfism. Yep. Werewolfism. Not, not lycanthropy, like what it's actually called, werewolfism. Werewolfism. And then, yeah, he proceeds to be broken out, attached to a cable, he swings from the top of a tower, knocks over a bunch of stuff, kills Igor, Yeah, kicks Igor flies up uh, and then eventually is the ropes cut loose by Friarman, and he continues swinging through a wall and drop kicks Dracula's bride, yeah. and then just beats her to death. Yeah. It was at this moment that Frankenstein's monster became my favorite character, because yeah. he was the only one who was like, alright guys, we've been here way too long, <laughs> Yes, let's finish this goddamn movie. <laughs> He's just a cannonball with a voice. Yeah. <laughs> And it's the final <laughs> battle between dumb werewolf Van Helsing and dumb Dracula Batman. Yeah. Bat- oh, Dracula turns into a giant Batman. Yeah. Or a man bat. Not Batman, a- more man bat. Yeah. Really. All I know is that two terrible cartoon characters that look uh, <laughs> yeah, about does. as good as the first Toy Story movie he does. if it was animated while everybody was doing Quaaludes. <laughs> <laughs> he does have the same build and haircut of the like lead gargoyle from Gargoyles. Yes! Yeah. yeah. It's the same hair. Uh, and so dumb werewolf Van Helsing fights dumb Dracula. And this and then, is the moment where Dracula literally says, like, Van Helsing, like, we're both monsters now, let's team up. And I'm thinking, yeah, that'd be rad. Like, what a great, like, curveball to throw the audience. But no, they just punch each other. Yeah. And then Dracula pauses one more time and he says, Van Helsing, you killed me and made me Dracula and stole my ring that made me Dracula and I can give you all your memories back, solving your great narrative problem to which Hugh Jackman as Van Helsing says, Nope. Yeah. Growl! (laughs) Then just bites his neck and kills him. Yeah, because it's basically revealed that I, if I remember correctly, that Van Helsing is his Gabriel. He is actually Gabriel the Archangel. Yeah, the yeah. left hand of God. He's the left hand of God. Which, 
First of all, why doesn't he have superpowers as just regular him? I don't know. Because he's a fucking angel! Why can't he fly? Well, maybe he did like one of those Prophecy 2 things where he's like Christopher Walken, he lost his powers, and he only just plays the trumpet on the street. Am I the only person in the world that watched Prophecy 2? Yeah! Yeah, alright, that's fair. Sounds like a dope movie, though. You say it's about a jazz man down on his luck? Eric... <laughs> Eric Roberts is in it. Is how I'll sell it to you. All right, we'll see you guys later. Christopher Walken and Eric Roberts. Watch out, world. Man. It's better than Van Helsing, I'll say that for you. So this big dumb movie finally fucking ends. No, no. No, it doesn't. Anna Anna dies. Yeah, Yeah. so dumb werewolf Hugh Jackman is dumb werewolf Van Helsing. He jumps on Anna. Fights dumb Dracula. Bites him and apparently werewolfism kills yeah. vampires. And then he's still a werewolf and Anna's like, Van Helsing! And he's like, shove! And, and she then she stabs him with the cure. Yeah, and then she's like, dead from a shove. Yeah. Now this is the same lady who throughout this movie has fallen two stories out of a castle, hit every branch on the way down, lived. And the Dracula's castle at the end falls out like... 600 like feet across a roof and oh it's brutal and then hits her face against a concrete wall lives the werewolf pushes her a little bit and she just bites it yeah into an armchair yeah uh, she's done and then the werewolf slowly turns back into dumb Hugh Jackman yeah. as Van Helsing and then there's like a little funeral scene where yeah. he's just like oh we're gonna burn your body Darth Vader return of the yeah, Jedi yeah. style and then she's up in the clouds all bleeding gums her, Murphy her soul comes out of her body goes into the clouds and meets her other family's yeah. soul now, body what, what frustrated me the most about this is uh, Friar Idiot is giving her the you know her last rites in Latin so that her soul can find its way from her body into heaven I get that that's fine we see her big cloud face shed a single tear and then join her family Everybody sees it. Dumb idiot Friar turns around and is like, well, I still got three more chapters of this yeah, Latin. No, he just starts reading his book. Like, no, you idiot. You're done. You <laughs> right. did it. Accomplished. He, he goes back to reading his book. Hugh Jackman looks into the sky, smiles for the first time of the movie, cut to dumb Friar, dumb Hugh Jackman is dumb Van Helsing <laughs> on dumb shit, Transylvanian horses, literally riding into the sunset through the fields of grain from Gladiator. From Gladiator, Cut yeah. to longest credits ever. <laughs> ever. There's 90 minutes of credits. It's interminable. And you think, oh, you're not going to give us this many credits without giving us a little cookie at the end there. Maybe a little bloops and bleeps or maybe a little bit of setup for a feat. Like Frankenstein jumping out of the water and being like, I'm back. Uh, but no, it's just black and then it's done and it's hatred. I hate everything about this movie. It's taken me this long to really just tell you how I feel. I hate everything about this movie. We could have watched the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie <laughs> Six Teenagers with Attitude and a dumb giant ghost head telling them what to do. We'll be back with b- Bullet Points! <laughs> bullet Points! And we are back and our very first bullet point is Body Count! Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of this movie is? Uh, my childhood sense of wonder and whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> so, what is that, like 60, 70? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Patrick, what's your body count for this movie? Uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, I'm gonna go with, uh, if we're counting real people and already dead vampires, uh, I'm gonna go with a good 250. 
Ooh, you are a little bit closer, a little high. The actual body count in the movie is 188. Oh. Yeah. Which seems, like, alternately high, because it's just like, well, do you count the vampires and the vampire babies? Because if you do, it should be... Thousands, thousands, they say. They say Uh, thousands. But if you don't count them, then it's just like, oh, that seems high. That's kind of stupid. Yeah, like 50. Um, So, yeah. See, I I would count the vampires because they were once alive, but the vampire babies were always dead. Sure, yes. Right, but then they're brought to life... By electricity. Yeah. yeah, but it's life not given to them by God, but by man. So does that... Come on. Man never makes anything good. That's right. Hey. Take, take that, Atari. <laughs> <laughs> the Cheez-It. <laughs> oh, oh, Patrick's got you there. The Cheez-It is pretty good. I see your Cheez-It, yeah. and I raise you one uh, deep-fried macaroni bites dusted in Doritos cheese that oh, is now being sold no, at Burger King. No, yeah, you are. no, no. Oh, John, a- you are wrong. It is Cheeto dust. Cheeto dust. Oh, and you're right. Speaking as somebody who's had them, ooh, tell me more. I can tell you that it is the worst mozzarella stick you've ever had, <laughs> dipped in wet Cheeto mush oh. and then fried until wood hard. <laughs> uh, so that's the body count. Yeah, yeah uh, <laughs> I, I'd probably buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, right, but unfortunately, it's like three dollars. Whoa! Yeah, it's way too much for the price of. I paid afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> the gut price. Uh, I played the GERD price. <laughs> Moving on to our next bullet point. War crimes! War crimes. Patrick, tell me about some war crime. You know, I think uh, I'm going to go with the feeding on uh, uh, an Eastern European village. I feel like there are a number of people currently serving time in The Hague for just that crime. Correct. Right? <laughs> So I feel like that, for me, is the war crime. In essence, cannibalism. Yeah, just eating Romanians. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and say that's a crime. John, war crimes. Uh, my war crime, I'm going to go for... Uh, this took this was not actually depicted on screen, but it was alluded to. Uh, the fact that Van Helsing, as Gabriel, killed a foreign power. He uh, assassinated King Dracula before he was a vampire. Yeah. Uh, That is definitely not allowed, especially because I believe Transylvania was at peace at the moment. Yeah. Right. Uh, They were not engaged in any kind of military uh, conflict or ambition at the time. It was just a... Renegade no. angel. Yeah. Time to kill this dude and I guess golem his finger and yeah. take his ring for some reason. <laughs> right. I'll probably remember later. No. 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 <laughs> He'll try to tell me. No. <laughs> the Dracula story. Archduke Ferdinand's revenge. <laughs> Mark, war crimes. I gotta go human experimentation. <laughs> there is a, an awful lot of gross Dr. Mengele stuff going on here. <laughs> Dr. Frankenstein digging up at least... They mentioned that Frankenstein's monster is made of seven, seven. different people. Yeah. Uh, and then... Also, the crime of just putting it together with gross steampunk bullshit yeah. uh, is definitely a war crime to me. You bring up a point there. Steampunk bullshit. Also <laughs> a war crime, in my opinion. <laughs> I would say the fact that they went through all this steampunk bullshit, not a single Zeppelin in sight. That not is the one Zeppelin. thing you gotta uh, do is have a Zeppelin with a searchlight. Right. Yeah. That's the other thing. Is like This movie was missing. Here's what this movie was missing. Van Helsing jumping on a dumb steam-powered motorcycle every time somebody went Van Helsing, and a sweet steam-powered airship 
that transfers everybody from yeah. place to place so we don't have to watch them take travel fucking montages on Transylvanian horses. Also, also a big climactic battle on the face of a clock. Yeah. <laughs> And there was a giant clock in Frankenstein's castle where they had the climactic fight. But they chose not to do it there. Missed opportunity. Somebody should have been killed by, like, just a giant key. (laughs) A giant skeleton key to the face. Uh, Moving on to our next bullet point. Best kill? That's the one. (laughs) It is. It's best kill. Mark wins a prize. Best kill. John, what's your best kill? Oh, I am wholly unprepared to answer this question. Uh, Despite the fact that over 100 people die in this movie, I can't remember a single death. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking, I guess there's like a peasant woman who gets lifted up by a bunch of Dracula babies at one point, and then all the Dracula babies explode and she falls, I guess, to her death. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure if we watched that scene again, there'd be some dumb slide whistle sound effect. It's one of those things like like in the Angley Hulk movie, there's just somebody off camera going like, nobody died. <laughs> <laughs> to keep your PG-13 rating. Yeah. It's a big peasant haystack she falls into. <laughs> Patrick, what's your best kill? Uh, you know, I'm going to go with one man wrecking ball on a rope Frankenstein. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when he just comes barreling down out of the top of that and hits Igor, who falls to his death, we assume, because much like the Indiana Jones uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, where the earth opens up and there is no bottom, that's where (laughs) Igor fell to. We never hear a splash, he never hits anything, he just falls into the darkness, just cattle prodding away. And that's what I like about it. He keeps firing that cattle prod all the way He dies the way he lived. (laughs) Shooting electricity from a stick. Mark... Best kill. Uh, I am going to go with creepy gravedigger man, Riffraff <laughs> from Rocky Horror Picture Show. So there's the scene where uh, Van Helsing is kind of wandering through town and he notices creepy gravedigger man standing inside of a coffin and he's like, oh, this coffin's too big for me, but I think it might fit you pretty good. Like he's been sitting there all night <laughs> waiting for Van Helsing to pass by. He's like running his lines in his head. Well, and that's the thing that fascinates me is what order did it co- did he think of that thing to say first? And then he's like, all right, I need a coffin. I need a top hat. Or did he like, I'm going to wait in this coffin. While I'm there, I better come up with something cool to say. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so Van Helsing and him have a little tussle. Uh, and then eventually he is killed. Um, by... The werewolf. werewolf? Yeah, the werewolf comes and just, like, punches him across into another coffin, and he dies. Where he dies, yeah. Uh, It's just so dumb. (laughs) And it's also, like, one of the only tangible, like, real human deaths that you see that's not just, like, a mass, like, explosion of vampires or a bunch of, like, vampire babies gushering all over the place. Uh, It's an actual human being just gets punched to death. Well, it's such a cartoon, though, because he gets hit, and the the riffraff goes flying into the coffin, lands dead, hands flopped over him, Undertaker style. (laughs) And then the the shovel he was holding falls to the ground, sticks the landing, and then his hat falls onto the shovel. And spins around. I think you might even get, like, that ka-ching! 
noise. Uh, I'm pretty sure there was a boing. Yeah, no, there's there? there's yeah. definitely a some kind of uh, uh, circus noise to let you know that he's it's he's it's done. like a scene that Sam Raimi would have directed sarcastically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all of Spider-Man three in less than two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to our final bullet point: is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? Patrick, is this an action movie? There's so many action things that happen. Is this a movie is the question (laughs) that I'm struggling with on the inside right now. And I I just don't know the answer to this question. Because there's a lot of fighting and stuff blows up for no reason. And that's most of my qualities for is this an action movie. But I have no idea what the fuck was happening. (laughs) And I don't know why this movie was made, let alone why I watched it. So I know. No is what I'm going to go with. (laughs) Not an action movie because it's not a movie. John, is this an action movie? I'm also going to say that it is not an action movie for very similar reasons. Uh, You know, we say what we did about uh, Cowboys versus Dinosaurs. Of course. And we said it. That movie stuck the landing, if nothing else. And it made me care about dumb dinosaurs fighting dumb cowboys. A cowboy named Ribtillus. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Ribtillus. Uh, this movie at no point made me care about anything other than, gee, I wish Dracula had more lines because he seems to just not care yeah. about anything happening around him, and it is delightful. That is He's, an Al Pacino-level performance. Yeah, right there. it is. Yeah. It's definitely like a devil's advocate. Yeah. Like, he's an absentee <laughs> landlord! <laughs> he's clearly the only person having fun. He's walking yeah. around the set, and he's painting everything with mustard mayonnaise, and just I, chomping it down. That's condiment reference three! I think it's showtime! He may be wearing one of Al Pacino's hair pieces from Devil's Advocate, <laughs> yeah. for the record. Oh, uh, so you're going to say no? I'm going to say Patrick hard say no. No, no, no uh, I am also going to say no. I will argue, Patrick, I do believe it is a movie. Yeah? In the sense that it is uh, a collection of images <laughs> captured frame by 24 frame. 24 frames per Correct. second were played back at a speed that seemed to create the illusion of movement. Of course. <laughs> and the fact that literally seemingly thousands of people worked on it, <laughs> judging by the length of the credits... So I will say it is a movie. I would say this movie is... <laughs> yep. And that's about it. Yeah, yeah. well so argued. So the well answer argued. is no, it's not an action movie. <laughs> but it is a movie. But only in the barest sense of the word. <laughs> uh, by the dictionary de- definition of what is a movie... Like, Thomas Edison would be able to go, yes, that is a movie. It's very similar to when I made a train pull into a station. <laughs> I am smart. Uh, but then, like, if you he would just watch the rest of the movie, he'd be like, well, why is a werewolf <laughs> turning a Dracula dead? I don't understand. It is a movie in the same way that politician you don't like is a person. <laughs> Boom! <Exactly>. Timely reference. <laughs> Take that, Republicans and or Democrats and or Independents and or party party members and or Green Party members and or Communists and or Whig Party members and or oh. Tammany Hall members. If the Whigs or... get 10 10- of the vote, they get federal funding for the next election. Oh man, I would love to see the Whigs come back. <laughs> oh right, so Patrick, what's your final review of Van Helsing? What the fuck, man? <laughs> Just 
what the fuck? That's my review. John, your final review of Van Helsing. My final review of Van Helsing is, uh, this was a bad impression of a movie. (laughs) Yeah. It's a guy doing an impression of a rich little impression of a movie. It's it's, it's a guy in the office quoting Borat. (laughs) Mark, your final review of Van Helsing. Uh, I think I summed it up pretty good earlier. When I said, <laughs> that's all I got. Yeah, It's a fart. giant wet fart. And it's like one of those wet farts where you know you're going to have to wipe afterwards. Oh. And it's hot and it's steamy <laughs> outside. But you're in the middle of like the city and you can't find a public washroom because you don't want to go into a place and buy something to get the keys so they'll let you in. It's just like, and it's just going to sit in your pants all day. Uh. And like only you feel like only you can smell it and you know what's there. That's what this movie is. It's just a heartbreaking wet fart. <laughs> it is, oh, To take a Dracula and a Wolfman and a Frankenstein and a Van Helsing and put them all together in one movie should be an amazing movie. There should be blood and guts and violence and punching and kicking and all sorts of great stuff. And instead, all we are treated to is... Uh, just the smell of wet garbage dumped into a child's diaper. I hate this movie so much. Sorry, right, Mark. We're, we'll take you. We'll take you back home. We'll play some Castlevania. It'll all be all right. I think this movie retroactively turns any other vampire-related property like down a whole letter grade. <laughs> just it infects the entire. Entire canon of vampire movies. I'm enraged right now about vampires. Man, I'm enraged. I don't even want to know what you think about Blade Three now. Uh, better than this movie. <laughs> so much better. I would rather have Wesley Snipes high all the time, refusing to be on set as Van Helsing, <laughs> than this garbage piece of shit. Well, legitimately, Wesley Snipes does seem more interested in the Blade movies than Hugh Jackman was in this. Yes. God damn this movie. God damn it to hell. For another episode of Body Counts and Beer, I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am still the reanimated corpse of John Rooney, but this time I gained my soul. Fuck you and the movie. (laughs) Fucking movie. You don't have a soul and neither does this movie. (laughs) Goodbye. Body Counts and Beer is John, the Wolfman Rooney, Patrick, the Dracula Bromley, and Mark, the Frankenstein's monster Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher Radio. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at BodyCountCast, or email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com. Also check out our Tumblr page, BodyCountsAndBeer.tumblr.com, for all sorts of fun hand-drawn art and stupid blogs eventually, and maybe other things, pictures. I don't know. What goes on Tumblrs? Nobody's told me yet. Goodbye. <laughs>